New sponsor alert. Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. This brand new sponsor is the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy. Finding the right t-shirt or a little bit of dad bod is incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are either way too tight on your gut or look way too big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore and it's time to upgrade. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit for an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they can offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off using code DOINK at trueclassic.com. Not only are you finally getting a t-shirt designed for your male body, but the first thing you'll notice is how big and soft it is. Get ready to make a thrift shop run because you won't be able to go back to cheap materials once you try these. It's about time you learn how to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with code DOINK. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. Stay classy with True Classic. Your dad bod will thank you. The last sponsor of the day is BetterHelp. Hey everyone, you know Brendan and Eric take football very seriously, but there's something we should be taking even more seriously, and that is your mental health. Some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that could be not be further from the truth. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 licensed therapists. It's not crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional therapy done securely online. One of the biggest advantages of BetterHelp is how quickly you can start talking to a licensed professional. If you have looked for a therapist in the area, you can you know it's, it can even take weeks or even months just to find someone that you're comfortable talking to. With BetterHelp, it can take as little as 48 hours and it is easy to change therapists if needed. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year, so get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash podcast. And we want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. And we're back with another episode of Weekend Wagers. I'm your host, Eric Warner, at WarnerBro24 on Twitter. Coming at you a little earlier this week. It is currently Wednesday as of this recording when I'm giving out these lines. It was a disappointing two and three week last week, which brings the record to 12 and nine. But I'm coming back with a huge card this week. I want to get these picks out early and have you guys lock them in as early as you can to get the best of these numbers. I'm super, super confident in my card in week five. I have a total of seven plays here for you today. I'm not going to touch on the Thursday nighter game. I don't have a play on that game as of right now. I don't really have a feel for it. And some people probably won't listen to this in time to get advice on the Thursday night game. So let's get right into Sunday. Another game across the pond in London, 930 Eastern. Set your fantasy lineups. Packers are eight point favorites taking on the New York Giants. Total is sitting at 41. Giants quarterback situation is unknown. Daniel Jones left last week's game with a sprained ankle. Tyrod Taylor came in. He ended up leaving the game with a concussion. Jones's ankle is a big deal since his mobility is going to be his best attribute. The Giants O-line has really struggled in pass protection, but should be able to get the ball moving on the ground versus soft Packers run D. But again, if Daniel Jones has a bad wheel, you're you're limiting his best asset. You know he's not going to carve the Packers through the air. The Giants are really going to have to move the ball on the ground in this game. I don't really have confidence in this Giants offense if uh, Jones gives it a go with a bad wheel. I certainly don't have uh, confidence if it's Davis Webb or Jake Fromm. I'm not. I'm staying off this game. If you're confident in the Packers, I would probably bet this as soon as possible. If Fromm or Davis Webb get announced the starter of this game, you're seeing this balloon to double digits, but hey, maybe you need that need that assurance that it's going to be a third or a four-string quarterback getting the nod, and the spread might only rise to 10, maybe 11, so I, I understand both 
both options. I'm off this game. I think the side would be the Packers. I think A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones have plus matchups. This Giants ground defense hasn't been anything to write home about. So I think it's Packers or nothing, but staying away for now. Seahawks are going into New Orleans, and the Saints are five-point favorites. Total here is 46. Saints impressed me last week. They lost on what ended up coming down to a 61-yard double doink. And in that game, they were missing Alvin Kamara, Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas. Kamara was a late scratch last week, which leads me to believe he's going to be back in the lineup here. Versus Seattle defense that just got run over by Jamal Williams. Kamara would be a huge getback. I think he trends towards playing. Geno Smith is coming off the game of his life and has reached overhyped status, in my opinion. Geno has really excelled versus the Blitz this year. The Lions Blitz the third most in the league. Geno lit him up. The Saints Blitz the third least. I think Geno is going to struggle against this Saints defense. Only other game that Seattle has played a top 10 D, they were shut out by San Fran. Personally, I hope that the safer, more conservative Andy Dalton gets the nod in this game. Just don't make mistakes on offense, and the Saints should win this game easily, in my opinion. I'm locking the Saints at minus five right now and hope Andy Dalton gets the nod and Alvin Kamara just runs the ball while the Saints defense should shut this Seattle over this overrated Seattle offense down. Give me the Saints minus five. It's the first play of the week. Next game on the card would be the Houston Texans going into Jacksonville. The Jags are seven point home favorites. Total is 43 and a half. Trevor Lawrence really struggled in the rain last week. He lost four fumbles and he on top of that threw an interception. But hey, the weather's going to be perfect this week. So she, he should have success versus a weak Texans defense. He may not need to do much since the Texans rank dead last in stopping the run. So this could be another ground attack. I think the Jags, they're giving me the vibe of the type of team. They're going to beat the teams they should. And they're going to lose to the teams they should. I don't think they're going to punch above their weight class. I also don't think they're going to lose to the bottom feeders of the league, such as the Houston Texans. With that being said... Seven points. I don't know if the Jack- Jacksonville's uh, in that status of covering s- touchdown spreads quite yet. I'm staying away, but I would lean Jacksonville before I ever bet this sorry Houston squad. Next game, we got the Steelers going into Buffalo. Bills Mafia, 14-point favorites. Total is 46.5. This is the first time since the merger in 1970 that Pittsburgh has been a 14 or more point underdog. That's just a mind-blowing stat. That's just a model of consistency up there in Steeltown. Good for them, but it's going to come to an end here. Bills, 14-point favorites. And this is a serious trends mismatch in this game. Pickett's going to be running for his life all game from this ferocious Bills pass rush. While I envision Josh Allen making a cup of tea, sitting in that pocket, having all day to find Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis downfield. Throwing in McDermott has excelled versus rookies. He's held opponents to an average of 12 points per game in his eight contests versus rookies. That means the Bills are probably going to cover this game if they can score up to 30 points. That seems plausible. Unfortunately, I can't bet the Bills in this spot. I normally am not the look-ahead guy. I don't like that angle. I don't like when psychiatrists try to handicap football games. But it's got to be impossible for the Buffalo Bills to be fully focused on this game when they have the 
Kansas City Chiefs on deck. We all know how the Bills' season ended last year. That game has to have been haunting Sean McDermott and Josh Allen since it happened. I believe it was 13 seconds, maybe 15 seconds on the clock that Pat Mahomes broke their hearts in. They got to be focused. They'll have at least one eye on that game. So asking them to cover 14 points, although I think they win with ease, the back door could be open here. I'm staying away. Falcons are going into Tampa Brady, taking on the Bucks. Bucks are eight and a half point favorites. And I think we've reached the point now where the public is way too low on the too low on the Bucks. Tom Brady just has this way of just making people count him out. And then he's Tom freaking Brady, people. This team right now is two and two. They have faced a laundry list of injuries. And their schedule, they've played the Cowboys, Saints, Packers, and Chiefs. When you consider their injuries, I think you'd take two and two out of that four-game slate every single day of the week. The Falcons, meanwhile, they're two and two through four games versus the Saints, Rams, Seahawks, and Browns. Caveat, the Browns had no defensive line in that game. The lone similar data point there would be the Saints. The Bucs beat the Saints by 17, and the Saints convincingly beat, or sorry, conversely, the Saints defeated the Falcons. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Cordero Patterson is a huge loss. This Falcons need every offensive weapon considering Marcus Mariola only completed seven passes last week. So Cordero Patterson being out in this game and placed on IR, I think that really, really ties this Atlanta's hands. Oh, and one of my favorite angles, Tom Brady off a loss. This is Tom Brady off a two losses. We don't get this opportunity ever. Give me the Bucks minus eight and a half. I'm taking that all day. Next game on the card, the Chicago Bears going into Minnesota. Seven point favorites for the Vikings at home. Total is 44. This Bears offense is once again unwatchable. Another calendar year has gone by and it, I just can't wait for a punt. That's what this offense is producing right now. O-line is dead last in pressure rate allowed. And the wide receivers are dead last in separation. That's not a great combo for your QB who has less completions than Cooper Cup has catches. This offense has reached new lows. This feels like the 1 p.m. game that Kirk Cousins plays extremely well to inflate his stats to help the analytics crowd argue that Kirk Cousins is an elite quarterback. I could see the end of this game, Kirk Cousins, 350 yards, three touchdowns. Yep, not a big deal. I'm not betting against the Bears. They're my favorite team. I wouldn't blame you if you have them on your card. Or sorry, if you have the Vikings on your card, I would not blame you. If you have the Bears on your card, I would question you. Don't take the Bears. Titans, two and a half point favorites going into Washington. Total is 42 and a half. Washington is an unbettable football team for me currently. I said week one, I'm done with Wentz. He cost me too much money in the past, but now there are rumors that players are turning on the coaching staff. I think this has potential to get really, really ugly before it gets any better in Washington. They are a stay away from me. Titans had a nice win last week, but when you dig into that box score a little more against Indianapolis, the Titans were outgained 365 to 244. Clearly the Titans got lucky in that ball game. Titans feel like a team that I'll I'll bet the bet on them in the future as a dog. I'm gonna pass on them currently as a favorite, but I think Mike Vrabel is a good coach, and when he's a dog, I like the Titans to cover. As I said, 
staying away with them as a favorite this week. On to the Miami Dolphins, three-point favorites going into New York, taking on the Jets, even though they're going into New Jersey, but they're called the New York Jets. Here we go. Dolphins are three-point favorites. Total is 45 and a half. Two is out. Brutal hit. We all saw it. That was tough to watch. Hope he's held out for a while and gets healthy. Teddy's in, and I like him in this matchup, especially give me 10 days of preparation for Teddy Two Gloves. I trust Mike McDaniels to help Teddy getting Hill and Waddle in space with opportunity for yards after catch. This is supposed to be a very quarterback-friendly system. Prove it to me, Mike McDaniels. I don't expect a huge drop-off from Bridgewater. Dolphins are my favorite bet of the week here. It is because we have a cluster injury opportunity here. Jets have Makai Becton, Dwayne Brown, George Fant all on IR. Another tackle, Max Mitchell is doubtful. That's four tackles for the New York Jets are currently going to miss this game. This Dolphins team, they love to blitz. Experience young tackles is not what you need for Zach Wilson here, who was limited at practice on Wednesday. Zach Wilson, he was 3 for 11 with an interception last week versus the Blitz. I know that's a small sample size, only one game, but he really struggled as a rookie last year versus the Blitz as well. Like I said, Dolphins love to Blitz. They were minus 6 before the Tua injury. And like I said, I don't think the the drop-off to Bridgewater is that extreme. So I think the 3-point drop and spread is a big overreaction. I'm locking this in ASAP at minus three. This is possibly my favorite bet of the season. I think the Dolphins destroy the Jets here, get things back on track, both sides of the ball, especially this Jets team coming off a dramatic last second win. They're not going to be prepared for this one. Give me the Dolphins minus three all day. Next game on the card would be the Chargers, minus three, going into the dog pound, taking on the Brownies. Total is 47.5. Unfortunately, by doing this episode a little early on Wednesday, it's impossible for me to handicap this game without knowing if Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney are playing. They're elite pass rushers, but as we saw last week, they're just so key in the run. Atlanta ran all over the Browns without those two guys setting the edge So I can't give you an accurate handicap on this game, unfortunately. If they are in the game, in the game, I expect the spread to move closer to a pick'em. It definitely will move off the number of three if Miles Garrett is in, which at that point I would probably lean Chargers because you're getting Herbert under a field goal. But if this number stays at three, I don't know if they cover it. Like I said, tough one to handicap early on a Wednesday. Lions are three-point underdogs going into Foxborough, taking on the Patriots here. Yeah, you heard that correctly. Bailey Zappi is currently a field goal favorite. While I'm expecting it to be Bailey Zappi, it might be Brian Hoyer. I don't think it makes a difference. The spread was a pick last week before the Patriots put up a very impressive fight versus the Packers. But this spread moving all the way up to a key number of three, that's an overreaction in my mind. The Lions were down four key starters on offense. DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark, and Jonah Jackson were all out. They're all questionable this week. Getting any of those four back will be a huge help. If this Lions defense can't slow down Bailey Zappi, now that there's tape out on him, 
they're destined for an all-time bad. I think that the Lions can still put up points versus Patriots defense that I'm not sold on whatsoever. And just Bailey Zappi being favored by three just doesn't make sense to me. I'm probably not going to watch a snap of this game. It's going to be so ugly and boring, but give me the Lions plus three. This spread is off. San Fran are six-point road favorites playing the Carolina Panthers. Total in this one is 39. This was another advanced spread with big movement after their games last week. San Francisco opened as a three-point favorite. It's now all the way up to six, but this move feels justified. The Panthers' offense is dead last in yards per drive, while San Francisco has the number one ranked DVOA defense. Baker Mayfield's going to feel pressure all game. However, the Panthers' defense... It's been somewhat respectable, and the San Francisco offense has only scored 27 points in the last two weeks. I'm not comfortable asking Jimmy G to cover six. He's definitely going to leave that back door open. I'm not saying that Baker's going to walk through it, but I am i don't have a feel on this spread. I would lean under. I think this is going to be a defensive grind, a lot of punts in this football game, but no value in a total as low as 39. Philly, the Eagles are five and a half point favorites going in to take on Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals. Total here is 49 points. Philly continues to look like the best team in the NFC. They look to be a team with no flaws, zero holes currently on this Eagles roster. With that being said, I think this spread is bang on. I don't see value in either side. Five and a half feels about right. However, I feel I do see some value in this total. The Cardinals' defense got absolutely torched week one versus the Chiefs. But remember, they're very banged up in that game. Pat Mahomes carved them. Since they've gotten healthier, they've only allowed five touchdowns over their last three games. I think this Cardinals' defense is reaching underrated status here. They, they got some fight to them. And I love this Eagles' defense. My preseason prediction was for them to finish as the number one defense. I think they still have a shot at it. I love the unit. I think this both these offenses are going to struggle in the red zone specifically. It's going to be some field goals in this contest. 49 feels too high for me. I'm on under 49 in this ball game where I think Philly wins. Not quite sure if they cover. Cowboys, five and a half point dogs going into Los Angeles, taking on the Rams. Total here is 43. Cooper Rush is five and a half point underdog. Give me them Cowboys at five and a half. This number is way off in my opinion. The Rams have been dominated in their two losses this season. The similarity between their, of their two losses with the Bills and 49ers is their ferocious pass rush. Rolling into town comes Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons, who I anticipate having monster, monster games. The Rams currently have four linemen listed as questionable. They are down multiple linemen. Picture Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence just feasting on Matt Stafford, similar to what we saw the San Francisco defense do. Cooper Rush has looked more than capable, and he's going to get another week of having his full arsenal of weapons. Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz are work, getting worked back into the fold. Rams are also down starting safety Jordan Fuller, and a couple corners are questionable. Quietly, this Rams team is pretty banged up right now. I think five and a half points and Cooper Rush is the right side here. I have it on the card. 
The Sunday nighter here. Bengals are three-point dogs at home to the Baltimore Ravens. I had to do a double take when I saw Burrow's stats versus the Ravens last year. He went 60 for 84 for 941 yards, seven touchdowns, and one interception. That was over two contests. 941 yards, seven touchdowns, one interceptions. That's just silly. The Ravens are blitzing slightly less and playing slightly more zone. But I want to, I need to see them stop Burrow before I could believe it. With that being said, Ronnie Stanley is trending towards returning. That's going to be a huge get back for this Ravens run and pass game. Lamar is going to be motivated to avenge the two blowout losses from last season. So I see lots of points in this game. The over is 48 and a half. I'm on it. Keep an eye out for Deegar's anytime touchdown card on this game. I'm expecting a lot of points. I think we're going to have a big opportunity for touchdowns and the over in this ball game. From a total perspective, I don't have a feel on it. I just I see an old school shootout between two young quarterbacks. I can't wait to watch this game. Get on that over at 48 and a half before it rises. The Monday nighter is currently the Las Vegas Raiders going into Kansas City as seven-point dogs. Can't really give you guys much on this game as well. It's like I said, Wednesday night. It's a Monday nighter. I don't really have a feel on the game anyways. I'm going to pass on that one. But I'm going to recap my card here. We have seven plays this week. Week five. Looking to rebound after our first losing week. But we got seven plays here. Over 48 and a half in the Bengals-Ravens game. Dallas Cowboys plus five and a half. Under 49 in the Cardinals and Eagles game. Lions plus three. Dolphins minus three. Going to put a little star beside that one. That would be my favorite play of the year so far. Dolphins plus three. Buccaneers minus eight and a half. And Saints minus five on the card. That's seven plays for you guys this week. Let's bounce back. Have a big, big week. Good luck as always to everyone.